Endless Wonder, Endless Wonder podcast. We're going to focus today's, if I don't, on feminist theory mm. and women's studies and what does it mean to be a woman? Yeah. You know, because it's like there's this whole study based around women mm. and women mm-hmm. and because it's not even in the women's studies, it's not about if your gender is a woman, but rather more like if you identify both like born and like if you're transgender. So it's like inclusive to mm-hmm. ball. But what do you think? Well, how would you define a woman? Or like, mm. let me get your insight on that. That's a good question. I mean, I feel like the the my definition of a woman, there's multiple. Like, for example, the very basic is your sex. Like, you know, I'm born a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, how you identify yourself. Um, I feel like a woman is one that is like a... A caregiver emotionally like they're very loving and soft even though they're hard you know but I feel like I don't know to be a woman is to be strong for multiple different reasons because I, I feel like we go through so many challenges that a man like of course they have their challenges but we live a life of constant like um struggle to be both feminine and masculine in our society um Compared to, like, a man, it's more so just be masculine, even though, you know, feminine, like, femininity is so good for a man, but I don't know. Yeah, to be strong. Yeah, to be strong, for sure. So, I don't know, in my case, I'm dedicating my life to women's studies and, mm-hmm. like, women in literature and women in life and everything, you know, and it's, like, I have to ask myself, like, what is a woman, you mm-hmm. know, because it's not, it goes past, I, I think it's just, I focus more on the social construct concept of a woman Mm because it's like in this culture if you're a woman you're let's say in the u.s now focus more on the social construct of a woman because um a feminist right a theorist she also said that it's kind of women are not autonomous to themselves in the way that I just choose to do anything, but it's more like society created me and shaped me to do these things. I have you know? a question. What is autonomous? Autonomous mean? means like your own body self. You're like, um, how is it like you yourself are like, auto- how do I say it? Yeah, like you're responsible for yourself. Like mm-hmm. nobody's con- like controlling you, mm-hmm. you know? So autonomous to yourself. But because it kind of like, I feel like, it makes you look like you have all this free power. Oh, you get to choose. Like, oh, you go to college. You don't go to college. You go to high school. You do this, you know. But in reality, it's, like, this whole other system that's, like, being created around. And then now, and, like, it depends on the culture, you know. So, like, now in the U.S., I guess, very left, liberal California, like, Southern California that we're in, um, it's, like, oh, be yourself, go to college if you want, get a good job, like, you don't need a man, you know, like, womanhood, future is female, you know, so Mm. that's, like, one side, but then there's others, like, cultures and societies that are, like, women need to cover themselves from head to toe, and if you do something, and, like, a man does something to you, then it's your fault, Mm -hmm. you know, there's another, like, that are still somewhere in between, not as, like, that's not even conservative that's just manipulative Mm -hmm. women you know like I guess let's say like Central America the women are still like you have a husband and you tend and like you like 
feed him, you clean for him, you might work, but you probably don't, you know, because you have a lot of children to take care of. So all of these are, like, it's the same woman, like, as far as, like, physicality, Mm -hmm. but it's not the same woman as far as the social construct, Mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like that has a lot of effect in it because... You see it in movies, you see it in literature, you see it in, like, social media now, you know, it's, like, what does it even mean? Mm-hmm. So, I wanted to talk about some of my favorite girls <laughs> that are, like, hmm, what does this mean, in fact, you know, because there's a lot to consider about it, because it's not, like I said, it's not, I'm looking at through, what would that be? Yeah, it'd be, like, the social construct and, like, I guess your class. How much money do you have? Do you have economic liberty or, or are you um, either being held back by the government because they only allow, like, certain people to do these certain types of things? Mm-hmm. Or are you being held back for your family by their own moral, like, standards, by religion, by your husband? It's, like, what's limiting you, mm-hmm. you know? Um Elizabeth Martinez, she's a feminist theorist, and she focuses on, like, Chicana, the Chicana women, in which Chicana is um, of Mexican descent, born in, like, California or L.A., more like the U.S., you Mm -hmm. know, like, second generation. So she goes into focuses on class and labor, how many of the times, like, women are, can only do so much with the income that they have, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you're being, there's many different forms of oppression, and not, and not saying that only being a woman is like, oh, you're a woman, so you're automatically oppressed, Mm -hmm. and it's like, often rather than not like unless you're like upper class women then you face oppression as well but in a different way than working class women you know i have a question can you explain in your own under like words what oppression is so oppression is anything that is holding you back Mm -hmm. down so it, it could be sexually it could be economically because of your job educationally like just the mere opportunities of like other people can be discriminatory and not like give you this job or let you have this apartment Mm -hmm. or do random things you know that are just holding you down sorry that's okay and that you face that are just oppressed like literally pressing you down making you stay into this like small thing Mm -hmm. that they want you to be in order for because it's a system that you oppress somebody so who is on top like the men Mm -hmm. you know which is the patriarchy Mm -hmm. which is a social system and I believe it's I I think it's not only socially but both like it's like not in the government but it's just like accepted everywhere that the patriarchy is like um, a system controlled by men so it's like oh the men are the important ones the men are important and there's been the other side of that is matrilineal Mm -hmm. um like Um, what is it matrilineal communities Mm -hmm. and a lot of native americans had matrilineal communities but those are more not necessarily only in the hunter and gatherer times but like before the colonization of the europeans coming to third world countries or to um, the americas and just saying this is how you're going to do things now, you know, like, this is how we do it, so you have to, like, accommodate to what we are, you know, Mm -hmm. otherwise we'll kill you, 
And then the, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but the macho something community. that you Matrilineal. Do, what is that? So matrilineal is a, a system ran by women, mm-hmm. like in the family lineage. Mm-hmm. It's like instead of the men being important, then the women are the ones that are in charge. Like mm-hmm. the, the wisdom person that you go to, like the elders are the women. And mm-hmm. instead of being like... Like now, like this is now the patriarchy, like you marry a man, you take his last name, mm-hmm. you know, in the matrilineal community, you marry a woman, you join her clan and mm-hmm. her family, rather than now she has to leave you and change her identity, you know, so it's more of like, com- like, opposite. And that brings me to another question. I don't know if I'm like, going too a f- like, far or whatever, I don't know, or getting ahead of myself. But yeah. do you think that it's possible for neither gender to be in control? Or do you think at the end of the day, someone needs to be higher that, than the other? That, that's the thing. It's it's really, in a perfect, no, like, honestly, I would want equality, mm-hmm. but I want equality and I would want a system where both men and women are equal, but I feel like regardless there's going to be inequalities because even when people are surveyed, this was, this was like an economic way of viewing it. You know, people were surveyed and they believe that some sort of like inequality is fair, Mm -hmm. but the range that it's at, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's like this as well as like the economic survey that I'm talking about is they believe that, yeah, like, some people at the top should have a lot of money, and then the middle class should have, like, a little bit more money, but the working class should still have, like, less money, but enough to survive, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, like, I'm not saying there should be inequalities, but, like, the opportunity, Mm -hmm. and for women to have opportunities in education so that they don't have to become prostitutes, Mm -hmm. so because they couldn't either get an education or they didn't have the means to get a job. So going back to Elizabeth Martinez, Mm. like we said, she focuses on the Chicana and the class and labor, which is the, your economic status and your opportunities to either be held in one specific job, which for her family, it was like they were working in the agriculture field and over there, there's not a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But then that provides jobs for this and this. Then other people, they do maybe, like, an easier job, but they get paid more for mm-hmm. it. Oftentimes being, like, white or Caucasian or, like, different than her being Hispanic, you know? Like, the different jobs that you go to. And then another one is race. And so race is important because it's not – we've been built and separated by a lot of things that are – constructed socially you know Mm -hmm. it's like oh your skin color is different so then therefore we're different and we're gonna draw this line you Mm -hmm. know it's it's always that constant like othering so the term othering we use that a lot it's you're just getting a group of people and making them like putting them like to the side and like excluding them you know Mm -hmm. like you don't belong you're like you're gay you're a lesbian you're black you're hispanic Mm -hmm. you're a jew you know so it's like that othering is really you can see that problem a lot because like i was saying then it goes into let's say it's 2020 and we have the equal housing opportunity and the equal credit act and everything is fine but 
you go to this bank that they're like, you know what, I'm not even going to submit your application because you're Hispanic and you don't talk English that well, you know. So it's like there's racism in there, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's like um, right now Asian people are facing a lot of Mm -hmm. that, you know, because of coronavirus. And so it's like those and then like Hispanics and Latinos and Mexicans and everyone, not even the thing is like immigrants are not only from the Americas, but they're also Middle Eastern mm-hmm. and Asian and from other countries. You yeah. know? So, but that's a big stigma, mm-hmm. negative stigma. And who else? Like black people, they face like African-Americans, they face like slavery. And then there's been nothing done to fix that, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, oh, well, you have a black history month, but it's like, okay. And where is like all the problems of like the generational wealth that was mm-hmm. created for white people that owned them and all these things. Like there's so like inequalities that are just embedded in people, mm-hmm. you know? I was looking on Twitter the other day and I was, <laughs> I saw that in 1960, it was um, some of the first African-Americans were coming into a public high school mm-hmm. and like, it's like a bunch of white people like screaming at them. And it's like 1960 is not that long ago yeah you know it's like these are your grandparents Mm -hmm. like I have clients that are born in the 60s -hmm. you know so it's just it's just insane to me in 1960 that's like what that's like 40 60 years ago yeah 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 so all of that's insane so you have to look and this is in the lens of of a woman you know so you're getting oppressed by class you're Mm -hmm. getting oppressed by race you're getting oppressed just by being a woman Mm -hmm. by your gender you know because once you're born a woman um and you i want to identify as a woman that's cisgender that's being born a woman being born a woman and identifying as a woman Mm -hmm. and then there's other people that they're transgender you know so they face like that discrimination as well on top of like being a woman and now you're trans and then now it's this and now you're facing like so many extra things and martinez elizabeth martinez her like one of her last final points was the impact of colonialism Mm. and it's so important i feel like especially for people that come from the Americas and third world countries and even like South America and some of the islands, they, they've also been like the Caribbean and some of them, because what colonizing, do you know what colonizing is? That's like when homeboy come through and then try to take over. Yeah. So the, it's this whole system that Europe came and they're like, Oh look, there's land. And it's like, it's so often taught to us, like, at least, like, in U.S. history and stuff, it's like, oh, we came and we expedited, like, on the Mayflower or whatever, you know, and it's like, we got this new land and this, this, and that, it's like, but what about the people that were already there? Mm -hmm. What about the systems that they have created, you know? It's like, their whole history has just been wiped out, you know? Because, like, as far as for me, I barely even know any history from Guatemala. And it's like, unless I go and dig for it, this country is never going to teach me any of that, you know, like public and social media are not going to teach you any of that. So that's very important because colonialism, then you go into, let's say like in Guatemala, they got, they went through a civil, what is it? A civil war. Mm -hmm. And they just ended in, when was it? in 1990 or something like Mm -hmm. that like so they were still fighting you know and it's like these countries were 
thriving however they were and they had their own systems but then now people come and sometimes they're even like tricked to oh we have guns or we have this or we have like this new things that you guys don't have we have medicine mm. and then but we also brought sicknesses now yeah. without like so many of you, exactly. you know? and it's like oh but because we're white and we're coming to you we are better than you you know so that shapes everyone because it's like are you do you follow that Spaniard history or European history? Do you follow your ethnic, like, indigenous history? And then now you're, like, in the U.S. So it's, like, which area of yourself are you? Are you all three? Or are you just a part, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, like, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, an identity crisis thing going exactly, on. Exactly, exactly. So it's just, like, that's why it's so hard. You can't just say this is a woman and or this is a woman you know because then it also goes into each person's specific specialities you Mm -hmm. know because so this is like uh elizabeth martinez she's chicana and then now this is simone de beauvoir she's french Mm -hmm. higher class and her focuses are more on just the history of oppression Mm -hmm. not economically not anything but just like how it's been viewed like in history you know and she's saying that there's like the women's movement is sometimes like criticized because it's like sorry because it's like I can go and march and demand for these things but sometimes white feminism is seen different than if you're Hispanic or Chicana Mm -hmm. or Latina or African-American because a lot of the struggles and oppressions are not commonly faced Mm -hmm. like especially like somebody white doesn't have a problem of colonialism and race Mm -hmm. you know so it's like they can't fully understand one of my papers, it was um, the woman, women are oppressed and the working class women are the most oppressed. And then from that, like the colored women are the most oppressed, you know? And it's like, when you're like at the bottom of the scale, Mm -hmm. then you can really see everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying I myself see everything exactly the way it is. And I don't know everything about it. But it makes sense, yeah. you know, because if you're already in this higher privileged class, then it's like you see the problems for here and mm-hmm. not, but you don't see these bottom problems exactly. that countless of other women have faced and are facing, you yeah. know. So That's a good point. Yeah. So she focuses more on citizens, class privilege, and education. So it's more problems of you still have a house, you still, like, are married, you're not worried about rent or stuff like that, you know, it's like, you're fine, like, you're oppressed, you don't have certain rights, but it's still, it's better than being a poor woman in a third world country, you know, and let me see, so then this could lead us all into one of my girls that I'm talking about, um, Julia Serrano, mm-hmm. she introduced, at first I was reading her paper and I was like, why is she so hostile? I was like getting mad at her because I'm into theory like that <laughs> so hard, but because she's just very like aggressive about gender 
And she calls it, basically, she calls it gender as a spectrum mm. rather than a binary. Mm. And gender binary is only mm. when saying that there's two. So there's male or female, mm-hmm. you know? And she's like, no, it's not like that at all. Mm-hmm. The way she sees it is gender is a spectrum, mm-hmm. you know? It's because how, and it makes sense because otherwise, how would you understand that some women are more masculine than other men? Yeah. How are some men more feminine than other women mm-hmm. you know how are people gay yeah. you know how are people born like intersex how are people born with both genitals mm-hmm. you know it's like how do some and it and it goes back deeper and deeper and deeper and then when you really think about it it's like the whole binary is creating that difference yeah. you know and that goes into like a further root that's like me women and men are not equal therefore one must be on top of each other but then when you realize that no in fact it's not that we're not opposites but it's like a spectrum Mm -hmm. of things then you can begin to even take down the patriarchy and all of the inequalities that go embedded in the gender Uh because like if you see it opposite anything that you see opposite is going to be kind of like an enemy Mm. towards you, you Mm -hmm. know? So I liked her point that she brought up, and I didn't know about this, that physical sex can be further divided into multiple characteristics. Mm. So I didn't even know. So there's chromosomal, which is X and Y, and then XX. Mm. So I knew that, you know, Mm. that's like um, male or female. Then there's genital sex, which is ovaries and testes. Mm. Genital sex which is clitoris, vagina, and penis. Mm. There's hormonal sex, which is estrogen and androgens. And then there's secondary characteristics like breast growth or beard growth. Mm -hmm. So there's like a bunch of little things that make up what a man is and what a woman is. Mm -hmm. And that's why like they can be on either side of the spectrum, but it's not like we're completely different and one doesn't have the other, you know? Mm -hmm. And here, and it's the thing is, most often it is born like that like in the like they often link up rather than not but she says here in about two in about every hundred people born are intersex Mm. so that's like two percent of the population is already not meeting those perfect standards and so it creates the whole question you know and it's like how many differences do you have to have in order for you to be either a man or a woman or how you choose to identify what is that stuff called so that's the gender spectrum Mm -hmm. instead of a gender binary which can be can lead to you othering the other sex and being like oh since we're not equal then you must be lower than me because this is just like the human fight for who's top dog, yeah. you know? So that's what Julia Serrano chooses to focus on. And I think it's, I think it's interesting and it brings a lot to the table because once you start seeing it like that, it's like, Oh, that's right. There's, there are differences, but they're not exclusive, mm-hmm. you know? Cause if they were exclusive, then they wouldn't be, they wouldn't occur in nature. Exactly. So brings that question and then so 
There's another thing that really interests me as far as like third world countries, which is like the whole aspect of tourism. Because when you go, let's say to Mexico or uh, Brazil or Thailand or other like exotic places, there's like there's tourism and it's often hosted by the women being very beautiful and expressing their femininity and then men that you see they're like also just like the most happy but those people that work for there are usually not getting nearly enough livable wages to be those tourist workers Mm -hmm. and then also that whole industry what pisses me off the most about this is that Basically, and this has been going on since the 18th century, they, the company owners and the capitalists, they choose to identify um, cleaning work, washing, cooking, and serving as unskilled and low-skilled low jobs. Mm. So, but then they put only women to do that because women in most societies are presumed to be naturally capable of cleaning, washing, cooking, and serving. Hmm. So it's like, in order for me to keep my costs low, I'm going to say that this is an easy, unskilled job. And then I'm going to put those who are often already stuck doing all of these jobs there so they can just remain at the bottom Hmm. of the the pit, you know? So that's like an interesting thing to look at. I would love... A perfect world where equality is fine for everyone both men and female but it shouldn't be about whether you're a man or a woman that's in charge it should be about equal opportunity equal um to get the job and to get to that place but as well as like the qualifications of each person mm-hmm. you know not no longer being like what is the word like nepotism like nepotism is like when you let's say I own this company and because you're my nephew I'm gonna give you a really good job Mm. because you're my family Uh you uh know so a lot of the times it's like that's how it works even with like business relationships but it shouldn't be that sexist like environment where it's like only the men get on top and it shouldn't also be like oh because we as women have suffered then screw you, man, you know, because mm-hmm. then that, that's not good for anyone, mm-hmm. you know, because then you're still, it's only going to be, like, going back and forth. Exactly. But there should be a system. Mm-hmm. I don't know how exactly, to be completely honest, you know, but there should be a system where you both have the both equal opportunities of getting to a good education, a good household, a good income, good raising up, not saying everybody's life is going to be perfect, but you shouldn't have to be worrying about where your next meal is going to be Mm -hmm. or, like, if I'm going to be able to, like, go to school or buy books or, like, then it goes to – then it, like, provides more education and more opportunities and then women are no longer, like, slaves to their men because they depend on them for everything. Mm -hmm. Sure, to be honest, I don't have much of an opinion on that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I like what work. I most definitely see like women being more so like the front face of things, but the front face of things are more so just for like a smile. 
they're just a show because mm-hmm. the people running it behind are the ones like it goes down such a high lineage that's like okay now you smile and check in the customers yeah. you know but there's the people who own the company who manage this who hire and fire people who do all these things so it's just crazy because i don't know it's just then this is most popular sometimes often in like third world countries and Thailand and there's a lot of like that popular like oh my god are you gonna have sex with a transgender person are you gonna do this are you gonna do that or you go to like Mexico and I'm not saying in every hotel and in everywhere but it's like the women are also both exploited sexually mm-hmm. and in the working jaw force that they do they're like oh you're a woman you naturally do this in your house so I'm gonna put you to clean 20 rooms in two hours and do it for ten dollars an hour Mm -hmm. if that's even what they're getting Mm -hmm. you know so all of that is very interesting but yeah what do you think about like how what do you what are your ideas on tourism and how when you think about women and their role in it to wrap this up, let me just bring my one of my two favorite Marxist theorists as well. One, my first male that I'll be talking about, which he's actually very hilarious in his paper because he's saying that you just go on and read and then he's like, marriage is for barbarians and this, this and that. And just the way like he says it, it just works so well. I was literally dying of laughter when I was reading this. So both Engels and Kollontai, that are my next two papers, they're, bore, they're both Marxists. Frederick Engels is the other half of the Communist Manifesto, Karl Marx's right hand. Mm-hmm. He used to edit a lot of his papers, a lot of his, um, like, literally volumes and volumes and volumes of writings and papers and theory and everything you know so they're very popular their most important thing one of their most important things that did is write the communist manifesto Mm -hmm. and as far as this is concerned these two papers are concerned the marxist way of viewing is is the class issue you know so they both focus on economic liberty but what I like about Engels is that, well, maybe not necessarily like, I do like and I don't like, you know, mm-hmm. but he talks about woman and wife as a slave. So he's comparing women to a slave and it's, it's very extreme to think about, especially because there was already slaves there, you know, like when slavery ended in the U.S., like... Six, 1860 something I think mm-hmm. 18, I'm not quite sure and so there was like slavery and still every in, in a lot of places so I'm not exactly sure if at the time this paper was written they existed but Engel says women's wife is slave because the husband owns the wife it's more indoor and domestic mm-hmm. and she does have certain rights like but moreover, like, what goes on in the house as far as, like, we'll be having this for dinner, or I want to wear this dress, mm-hmm. or I'll want to decorate my house like this, you know? Or maybe more of more control over your children. Not complete control, because sometimes the men could still be like, well, I'm sending them away. Mm-hmm. Or they can beat them, or who knows what mm-hmm. men do, you know? But then that goes into the whole, like, slavery. And 
Sojourner Truth, she was a slave that wore the her most one of her most famous writings was Ain't I a Woman? Mm. And it's like she's writing about actually being a slave while well, actually being a slave mm-hmm. here in the United States, you know. She was as a slave there, you're tradable multiple times. You have no power outside of your home or inside of your home you know you're not a wife but rather just like somebody who you could be with because they didn't even allow them to get married and then once they do have offspring or male kins then they become a product rather than like a person you Mm -hmm. know because then they're traded and it's like how are you going to live with like when your son is taken from you and you know he's going to be put in like brutal conditions you know it's like how can you do that so then sojourner truth and angles comparing women as slave is completely different and it's you have to understand where both of them are coming from and even though they're different the analogies work for at least angle angles but they both can agree that being a woman as a slave is due to unpaid and exploited labor Mm -hmm. and you're owned by somebody else in Sojourner's Truth um, version is you're owned by the slave master. And Frederick Engels, you're owned by the husband or maybe even the family of the husband that dictates you guys should have this many kids or you should send them to this school or you should do this, this, and that. You know, so. Interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> and... Going back on angles, he really, he brings up a point that I had never even heard about. Do you know where the root of the word family comes from? Mm-mm. No. So apparently the word did not originally signify the ideal of our modern form that mm-hmm. we have created, but rather it refers to a household slave that familia signifies the totality of slaves belonging to one individual. Mm. And it's like, hmm, fast forward to now, everyone's a family and yeah. everyone's the family from the patriarchy, which means the male is in charge, mm-hmm. which means the one individual who the slaves belong to Mm -hmm. is the men, Mm -hmm. the husband, you know? And it's just so insane to think about it like that. And it's very, I feel like he does it on purpose that he's like, I want to be very extreme, but just to really show you how bad it can get, you know, because he's over here comparing marriage and wife as slavery. Mm -hmm. And then he goes into family as slave, which now he has the, the credentials, I guess, for the root of the word, and obviously it's been developed over time. But like who chose this word mm-hmm. to be the family, you know? And how are women in here being the slaves of their men, mm-hmm. of the husband? And then they're also the slaves of the children mm-hmm. because it's as a woman and as a wife and as a mother, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many layers that go into oppression and everything it's you have to adhere by society standards you have to like uphold your husband and then you have to maintain and raise your children you know and it's like where is 
the room for yourself. Yeah. Like um, Virginia Woolf, she has a she has a book called um, A Room for One's Own, mm-hmm. and she's talking about she. This is like a fictional story where um, Shakespeare's sister. Um, she was as great of a writer as he he is talented and all this and that, but she doesn't. So she doesn't have the same opportunities yeah. as her male brother mm-hmm. simply because she's a woman and he's a man, mm-hmm. you know? So where is that room for yourself that you can just, even if you don't want to be a writer or an artist or a business owner, where are you going to have like that, that piece for you exactly. to be your own person, mm-hmm. you know? So a little bit. William Shakespeare, he has a sister. No, oh. uh, I'm not sure, but in this fake, st- it was a fake story. Oh, I see. I yeah, see. yeah. So she just creates this character that she's like, oh, I'm, uh, and in the beginning she's like, call me Mary Beaton, Mary Keaton, Mary something else. It's like four Marys, but it's it's representing that you don't even have your own name and then all these women have like these different stories that come from everywhere you know but that's Virginia Woolf that's something that's another uh feminist writer but yeah it just goes into like women don't have the same opportunities more rather than not you Mm -hmm. know than men and they're held in many different forms of oppression, whether it's economically, uh, systematically, because of um, both like the government and the cultural standards. Mm-hmm. Like your religion can also be great source of oppression, mm-hmm. you know. And then just like romantically, like is your boyfriend or husband like still very machista, mm-hmm. or is he more? liberal that he wants you to um go out and live your best life or is he gonna take advantage and then want to be like okay then you provide for me you know it's like there's so many different forms of oppression as a woman as a wife as a mother Mm -hmm. you know as a colored as a colored woman Mm -hmm. as somebody who's disabled Mm -hmm. you know it's like there's so many layers onto everything that just lead so I just wanted again to introduce like a little bit of my women's studies and when we have we can have like further debates on like or just like in, talk about it you know because yeah. I feel like that's the most important part because mm-hmm. once at least for me I one of my goals in life is to be a professor on women's studies so it's you have to educate yourself and I'm not saying I know everything because I definitely don't every time I'm like learn something I'm like oh my god why yeah. didn't I think about that you know so it's like I've, at least for me, I've always believed that you have to educate yourself so you could properly educate others and exactly. make it interesting. Yeah. And then once those people know, sometimes it's just like a lack of education or misinformation mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, okay, but this is this and that, you know. But like, let's say every school from now on every year makes you take like a course on women's studies or maybe in high school you have to take like two courses on women history and women this and women that it's like you're already putting the information of women out there you know it's not just like well let's just keep the things how they are you know it's going fine so far which they're not fine Mm -hmm. because the victims are sometimes 
unspoken or when they like speak out they're not heard Mm -hmm. you know and it's like how sorry how often how much damage is going to be done Mm -hmm. until the system is changed so yeah um you know like in the future one thing i would like for us to talk about is um like feminine energy and masculine energy mm-hmm. i have recently watched a few stuff about no, nothing in details but how we both got everyone kind of has like a feminine energy and masculine energy for sure but um you know it's it's good to know when to use or how to use those or whatever and like also something that i will be interested in when it's dealing with women's studies is well at least in my life i struggle um in, in like my love life and everything like that because I don't know like I feel like because women I feel like we're naturally like um just it's just something about us it. like we show love differently but we're just like loving more caring yeah it's and I guess that's yeah. a feminine energy yeah. and I feel that society does not appreciate feminine energy and they really take advantage of that and like um you know it's just it could be very taint like it can taint us in sure. multiple different ways um, cause like, I mean, they expect that from us when it comes down to relationships or love, you know, like be feminine, be this, or like social, social, like expectations or whatever, be a lady, be this, be that, be that, whatever. But then when we're at work, you know, like the things that they want for us or they normally push on us, then they turn that around and use that against us. And they're like, oh, well, you can't really work here. Cause like you're too emotional or, or like, you know, just this weird little, exactly. like, I won't want us like to. I would like for us to talk about, like, um, I guess, expectations that are placed on us. Yeah. Um, and Like gender feminine. norms and gender yeah, expectations. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. And that's, like, another great impact that it has on women because you're expected to look this way and you're expected to act this way and like these things, you know, because it's what you see in ads or in movies or in this and that, you know. But it's, like, once you, like, start to deviate or de- um like go away from it then it's like oh but why aren't you like this you don't fit my perfect mold and it's like there's perfect molds for both men and women you know and sometimes a lot of the times like definitely women face it but a lot of times for men it's also like unspoken mm-hmm. you know but yeah what is what I mean I'm a woman you're a woman however we identify but what pulled you into women's studies so I've always been a tiny feminist. <laughs> so it's just like that search for equality. And I guess coming from a third world country and coming from a Latina family that sees that the men are always working and the women are at home having all these children and they're not like, some of them didn't get to go to college or didn't or had to quit their jobs or never had the opportunity to get a job or are silenced by their men. You know, it's like I've always just thought I'm like, that's not right. You know, like and I like I've always read in literature and I'm like, no, like, that's not right. Like, I don't like these old custom ways, you know, and then especially it was just like self-interest since like I was little and then throughout college as well and high, well, high school and then college, like just more and more courses and I'm like yeah this is really what I want to do because when I started I was a business major and then I was like you know what like life is you only have one life for you not to follow what you love Mm -hmm. you know and um, 
yeah so I chose to go women's studies and women's studies English and music Mm -hmm. have always been like my passion so I will do something with that one day you know yeah but now it's just like also seeing my mom you know and like what she's gone through then me being in the work field now and seeing what I have gone through you Mm know being a just like and school and seeing how women and some other people are treated and like we're so privileged here Mm -hmm. because even though we do face like oppression there's we have it so good Mm -hmm. compared to somebody working in a factory Mm -hmm. for 12 hours being yelled at with no bathroom breaks coming home to a husband that beats you Mm -hmm. or that steals your money or that like all these things you know and it's like I'm so grateful for everything I have and I just want to be able to help those who don't you know yeah so that's always just been what I want to be about and it's like hopefully one day I'm able to create something that gives that like step or that like bridge to help you know it's like I don't want to be one of those not a rehabilitation but like in a way a rehabilitation for women that sometimes like these women that are like prostitutes like not everyone but some of them have been like raped and raped and believed that they're like worthless Mm -hmm. you know and it's like well I might as well do this because my family won't take me back Mm -hmm. or this and that you know so you go and like if you're able to help those people like how great of an accomplishment would that feel for me not for recognition or anything or just knowing that like you're making a difference in somebody's life, you know, because if you make that difference on that person's life and let's say years later, she gets married and has kids, then great. And if she doesn't, then great. She doesn't have to suffer, you know, Mm -hmm. or somebody who you could provide scholarship money to while they go to college, you know, so that they don't have to work two jobs and be a full-time student, you know, like just create something or create, already like a publishing firm that allows other women of color writers to come in and just have that space for them so that's just really been what I'm all about that's good (laughs) that's good yeah making an impact matters I mean if it's one person great if it's a million people great but as long as you're helping someone else yeah and it's just about helping and uniting people Mm -hmm. you know it's not no longer like oh them but rather like us Mm because it's really like the human race Mm -hmm. you know um some of us are different colors some of us look different but it's like are you really gonna let like some differences like really like make you put yourself on top of them because of x y and z Mm -hmm. you know it's like that's stupid but yeah like just like one of my goals would be, like, to diminish, like, sexual oppression, you mm-hmm. know, and, like, for women, for, like, for rape culture to be destroyed, you know, like, all of that, and, like, it's just, like, I see it here on my work, and I'm, like, ugh, disgusting, and all these things, and just, there's so many ways in that you could help other people, and it wouldn't be, like, only women, like, if a man comes, and they're, like, I need this, this, and that, like, or I, like, it's not only women, you know, it'll be, like, children and men, just, like, a place for everyone, Mm -hmm. but focus on women, Mm -hmm. you know, but, yeah, so, catch us with more episodes on yes. Endless Wonder. This was the first just 
introduction about everything, you know, we can go on to more specific ones like gender norms and gender expectations and what effects it has on us. And maybe we can ask other people as well. Yeah. Or even the spectrum thing that you were talking about earlier, the gender Gender spectrum. spectrum. Yeah, that was interesting. So that can also be something that we can dive more into. Yeah, for sure. And the, the thing is like, there's so much to learn. And you're always going to be learning and there's always going to be a new person or a new way of looking at this or something that'll make you like get like a better grasp at the image. So let me continue educating myself so we can keep doing this with Endless because, yeah, like I said, like women's studies, um, literature and music. I've always been in the arts. So those are like my three main really passions. And if this can lead me to become either a professor or like a, a, a higher staff writer at mm-hmm. like the New Yorker or something, then I will be so happy. But it it's will happen. Because, but I will work for it. Yeah, you know? I will do everything possible. And we'll see what the future holds. All right. So we hope you like this video. Mm-hmm. Like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Endless Wonder, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all social media platforms for podcasts at Endless Wonder. Mm. See you on the next video. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.